Hello everyone, I'm your host Dawn and this is Deeper Dive and today we're so happy to have you all joining us. Um, Just remember that you can always text us at 954-388-8780 for anything that you'd like to talk about regarding the sermon. And today we have a very special guest. Um, But before I get to the special guest, let me just explain. Joe is not here. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Joe. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And also while we're on birthdays, it is, it was Cassandra's birthday, who is our digital evangelist connoisseur. And it was her birthday on Sunday. So happy birthday to both of my co-people on this podcast. So on Our new pastor has now arrived. Our associate pastor, Pastor Kevin Costa. Acosta. Let me make sure I get it right. Pastor Kevin Acosta. Welcome, (laughs) How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be with you. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we're so happy to have you. We haven't had an associate for a little bit. So it's nice to actually know that we now have a new associate pastor that we can talk to. So before we get into the sermon, let's just um, have a quick word of prayer and then we can dive right into it. Loving Father, we thank you so much for all the blessings that you continue to bestow upon us. We thank you for allowing us to have a new associate pastor. And as we start to go through his sermon and everything that he was relaying to us on Sabbath, we ask, Lord, that you just guide us and help us to come closer to you and to learn more about you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Pastor. Now, so the first thing I have to ask you is, this, the title was An Immigrant Story, which I understood after the story got going, after your sermon got going, but you also said New Beginnings. Why did you choose that title? And did you choose An Immigrant Story as well as the title? Yeah. Um, so An Immigrant Story is the title. Okay. New Beginnings is what we call the theme. So, uh, yeah, that the idea is that the story has to do with new beginnings. Okay, okay. So let's go straight into it. You had three points, an ending, a challenge, and an opportunity. Why did you choose those three points to talk about the journey of Abraham? Right. Well, the I, I chose those three points because... You know, as I was writing the sermon, I was like, okay, this is the first sermon that people are going to hear from me, mm-hmm. right? In, in this church, at least. And I, I know that, you know, I have some online stuff and I, I know that some people already looked into that, spoiled mm. the surprise for themselves. But, but you know, I knew most people wouldn't. And it was the very first sermon that I was going to be able to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's the first impression, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just so many new things happening. I started to think, you know, here's what we'll do. I'm going to preach a sermon on new beginnings because it is a new beginning for all of us here. Right. And at the same time, if I can share a little bit of my history, this Mm -hmm. will help people to get to know me. Right. So it had a sort of double purpose for for that as, so, so I had the theme already. I was like, okay, we're going to do a new beginning 
we're going to talk about what the Bible says about new beginnings. So the next step, obviously, is to read the Bible and try to identify what parts talk about new beginnings. And of course, the very first thing that popped into my mind, which I felt was the most relevant example, is the story of Abraham. So that, that's why I picked Abraham. Abraham. Okay. So when we started at the beginning, the ending, you talked about Abraham and Terah and how they were on their way to Canaan. But I never even saw that part before. I read that, I've read that so many times and never realized they were on their way and never made it. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you use that as a way to tell us, you know, we need to be totally focused when we're thinking about the ministry? Well, because, you know, in, in terms of how is, is, is basically I, I wanted people to mm-hmm. understand that the Christian walk is full of distractions, mm-hmm. you know? It's full of distractions as it is hardships. And let me tell you, there mm. are people, and, and I, I like to believe that maybe even I'm one of these people, that if you challenge them with something difficult, they come mm. back stronger. They mm. fight harder. Right. But if you distract them, they crumble easily. <laughs> you know, it's, it's true. It's true. It's very true. And, yeah. And, and so, um, it, you know, it also came from from a little bit of my own ministry experience, you know, to share a little bit with you. I remember in college, um, my friends and I, we started a life group, right, or a small group. It's basically like a Bible study group. Mm-hmm. And we called it The Way. And the purpose was to to address people's doubts that they have about the Bible, about God, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, when we started it, we faced all these challenges. And but the challenges never slowed us down. You know, we got through the challenges. We we found ways through. We prayed. We dedicated ourselves. And God opened all these doors. What mm. finally ruined it was the distractions. Mm. It was the things. It, sometimes it's the things that we like that stop mm. us from achieving the things that we have to do. And right. so I saw that in the story of Abraham. You know, this is a perfect example of a guy who was on his way to the promised land and just mm. got too comfortable. And, um, that, that's, a, that's a, that's a warning that I wanted to share with the church. And of course, every sermon that I write, um, the first person I'm writing it for is myself. And, and that's something that I wanted to keep in mind, you know, coming into this church with you guys. Yeah. 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 The comfortable zone. We get into ministry and we think that, well, um, we've arrived. We, we're, we're doing this and we're doing this for God. How can we look at what we're doing and then realize that, wait a minute, I'm in a comfort zone right now, just because I like doing this stuff in the church. How can we get out of that rut of feeling that way? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think, I mean, first off, I want to preface it with saying that it is so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Very true. It really is so much easier said with said than done. And, we have to, this is why it's so important to have an active prayer life, to have an active relationship with God, because he will open up your mind to these things, but to also give some practical advice, you know, I don't want to just say, pray about it, you know, to give you some, some, a little bit of practical advice. Um, I find that I feel like I'm in a comfort zone when things are just 
too easy for me. Hmm. So if if things if if things are going super smoothly and there's no challenge, there's no pushback, there's nothing, chances are I might not be pushing the envelope as much as I should. Um, another thing is your results, your Mm -hmm. results. Like if you're in a church and you're doing something and it's, it doesn't seem to be working or like it doesn't seem to go anywhere. And this, this applies to any ministry that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, if the results aren't there, you know, a lot of people tend to quit there. A lot Mm -hmm. of people tend to leave it there because they're like, you know what? This isn't worth this, but I think that's an example of maybe you're just in your comfort zone. Maybe you aren't pushing yourself as much as you should to get the results that you need to get. Mm. Um, so I think those are two things that two indicators that you could look for. What are the results? And then what is, uh, what is, um, you know, what is, uh, sorry, I, I got a little, I got a call here and, and what is easy for you? You know, what, what are you, what are you doing that, you know, if you're not getting pushed, then maybe you're not, you're not being impactful. Right. Right. And that goes into your second point, which was a challenge struggling. What happens if someone comes to you and say, but pastor, I don't want to be struggling like this. I don't think that that's the right thing. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I should just quit right now. When you're struggling, why should we not quit? Because I, I leave it up to God to tell me when to quit. Okay. I will leave it up to God to tell me when to quit. You know, if, um, like here's, here's the thing. I think nowadays it's very easy to, to have this mentality of, I should do what makes me feel good. Hmm. Yep. And, and even though, even though feelings are important, okay. I don't want to downplay feelings because we're human beings. And, and if you're feeling bad constantly, you're feeling this oppression, then yeah, I mean, that's, that. Maybe that's a sign, but, but, you know, everything in life worth doing, you have to suffer for, Uh, you have to suffer for. That's just a reality of it. I, in one of my older sermons, I said this and I'll say it all the time. It's, you know, in in the world, you cannot choose whether you're going to suffer or not. hmm. You can only choose how and why that's Mm -hmm. it. You Mm -hmm. can only choose how you suffer and why you're suffering. You cannot choose whether you suffer or not. That's just the reality of the world we're in. And so when people feel like quitting, I think, or when I feel like quitting, something I tell myself is, okay, let's say I quit. Hmm. How am I going to suffer now? That's true. You know, if I, if I quit here, I'm going to suffer doing something else. The question is, (laughs) the question is, do I like more than what I like now? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's so very true. It was very interesting listening to your um, the story of your parents coming over here to Florida. It's just like every time I hear those kind of stories, um, I have another friend from Cuba. She's actually within our church, and she has um, so many of those stories that she tells us all the time. When you look back at that and you realize the sacrifice that they made to come here, for you and then you weren't even born yet because your your sister was younger correct she was um what five or something like that yeah she was five years old 
Yeah, coming when you when you when you relay that story, say like for example, to a young person and show them the whole struggle and help them to understand, how do you think that that can impact them to just keep pushing on? Yeah, well, because because it shows them that they're not alone. Mm. They're not alone in suffering. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're having a really hard time and, and, you know, I know what it's like to have a hard time. Um, you know, sometimes you're having a hard time and it's easy to feel like the world is against you. It's just you Mm -hmm. against the world, Mm -hmm. but that's not the reality. You know, there, there Mm -hmm. are people out there who have gone through what we've gone through and, Mm -hmm. and they, they've made it through. And so at least, at least for my parents, like in my case, and I would encourage other young people to think that way too. It's like, I look back and I say, okay, I'm having a hard time right now. But my parents gave risk everything mm. for me to be here, right? They could have lost it all, you know, but they didn't, they did it. And they persevered and they pushed through to give me this new life, to give me these opportunities. I, I think back on all my ancestors, you know, even people that I didn't even know, right? Going back all the way back, my descendancy to Spain, right? All of these people, mm. all of them had these amazing stories. All of them did everything that they did. And it's all been leading up to this moment. Mm. You know, I don't want to fail that moment. And yeah. I, I think that's a powerful motivator for me. And I hope that it would be for young people too. Yeah, that's true. Do you feel a kind of a pressure to make sure that you try to succeed as well as you possibly can. Yeah, but I would describe it as a I would describe it as a healthy pressure. Okay. I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really keep me up at night necessarily. Right. right. Um, but it it does motivate me. It pushes me to say, you know, my family, my you know, these people that have given everything for me. Mm. You know, I want to do something nice for them. You know, I want them to to be able to say, you know what, this was worth it. You know, our, our son, you know, he did everything he could. He pushed hard and, you know, look where we are. And I want to give that to them, you know, and, and to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the opportunity. Um, you went to Genesis 22, um, 15 to 18. Why did you choose that? Well, I chose that because I think it highlighted the it highlighted how the opportunities are often bigger than we understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's such a crucial point to drive home because we tend, I think human beings tend to be a little selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't blame us. I don't blame us because we, we, we're not God, right? We can't see everything. We don't see big picture in the way that he does. Exactly. And so what ends up happening is we, because we don't see the bigger picture, we fail to, to understand why we're suffering. Mm. But, you know, that's part of faith, you know, that's, that's part of the Christian walk. We, we take things and we might not, we might not be, you know, we might, we might not have like a, a concrete letter Magna Carta style from heaven that says all these wonderful things, but we've taken these things on faith. We take them on, I would say a reasonable faith, right? But Mm -hmm. still faith. Mm -hmm. And, 
that's why I think it's so important for us to understand that, hey, these opportunities, they're not just for you. If you fail, you're not just letting yourself down. You're letting down all these people that were going to benefit from what God wanted to do through you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when we look at that story in um, Genesis 22, Abraham is looking up and God is saying, you know, you've got descendants more than all these stars that you see. And he never got to see that. He never mm. experienced any of that. So when we think about our lives now, and we, we can now look back and we say, oh, wow, yeah, because then after that, this happened and this happened. But Abraham doesn't know the story as we know it now. Mm. How can we identify opportunities when we don't even see how it's going to work out? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it goes back to mm. what we said about faith. Mm. Faith is the assurance of things not seen. Exactly. That's, that's what the Bible says. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. And, and that's just a sad reality that I think every human being needs to come to terms with if they're going to mature and grow. And mm -hmm. it's that we can't know everything. We yeah. simply can't know everything. We, we don't. We have limitations that don't allow us to. But we do have a God who is limitless. And so when that God says, hey, I need you to do this, mm -hmm. we have to take on faith. Okay, maybe I don't see where it's going right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know that he does. You know, and I think Abraham is a perfect example of that, of somebody who never really saw how fruitful his work was. But we are living the benefit of his work right now. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's a, that's, you know, he's, the, he's a perfect example in that regard. We yeah. have to learn to be at peace with not knowing everything. Mm. So, um, I don't know, even know how to ask this question. When God is calling us to do something, it's probably going to end the comfort zone that we've been in. And it's also going to challenge us to do something new and we now have to go on faith and then somebody comes to you and says you know what pastor i hear god's voice i know he's asking me to do this but it's just not comfortable and i just know it's going to be challenging and i don't see how it's going to happen how would you encourage that person to go ahead and make that step uh well i you know I feel like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Exactly. Um, I think what I would tell them is that they should try it anyway. Take the leap of faith because you know what? Worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario, you fail. Mm. Absolute worst case scenario, you fail. But hey, failure is not the end of the world. Mm. <laughs> And, and we can't allow failures, whether our past failures or our fears of future failures, we can't allow that to stop us from being the people that we need to be. Exactly. And so what I would say to that person is to take the leap of faith and try. They know that they know that it's going to be a challenge. They know that it's going to be hard. They, they can't see the big picture right now. They're very scared. And right now they're scared of the unknown. Yes. So I would say that the, the only way to make the unknown less scary is to get to know it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> get to know it. <laughs> get to know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a leap of faith. 
worst case scenario, you fail. But mm-hmm. I think that we'll find that that most of the time, God has a plan. God has a plan. Mm-hmm. That's so very true. It's so very true. So let's talk a little bit about you now. You are a graduate of Southern. You went there and what did you study over there? I did my bachelor's in theology. You did your bachelor's in theology. How was Southern? My daughter went to, to Southern too. So what is your, what's your takeaway from Southern? You know, Southern, <laughs> Southern was a lesson in endings and challenges. Oh. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, you could you could say that the sermon I preached is a is a a sermon based on experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. She told you. You told me that you did a week, a few week of prayers over there. Uh, no, I did. I did. Um, I did uh, Bible study groups. Oh, you just did Bible study groups. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did. I don't know if I ever did a week of prayer, but yeah, I, I preached my fair share over there and, you know, oh, the, you the typical things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. And so then after you finished with Southern, where did you, what was your next stop? My next stop was at Andrews. And, okay. and, you know, again, with the, in the topic of the sermon, mm-hmm. um, I, I, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I want to be completely open with and honest with you guys. You know, I, I didn't really want to go to Andrews. Um, really? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I was really excited to go into the field, you know? Okay. School, okay. school has, has unfortunately never really been my, my strong suit. Right. I, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not really my, my forte. Obviously it's helped me an incredible yes. amount. Yes, yes, yes. It always it, does. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, I can't deny that. But it's not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into the field. Okay. But uh, but the conference calls me and they say, hey, Kev, you know, we want you to go to Andrews. This is where we feel you got to be. So you got to go. And and uh, and again, I prayed about it and I said, you know what? Wherever they send me, I'm going to assume God is in control. And if he wants wow. me at Andrews, I'm going to go to Andrews. And, you know, that's what I did. Wow. Wow. And you were studying over there or you were working? I was studying and working. So I studied um, while I was doing my master's. I still am online. I'm finishing it up now. Um, And, uh, but I was working at a substitute teacher over there. Oh, okay. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. So out of Andrews in Southern, which one's your favorite? Ah, uh, <laughs> the, the age old question. Record it and tell you. <laughs> so it was like, this is what Pastor Kevin said. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, don't answer the question. Don't answer the question. I'm not going to. No. Like, I can't, I'm not I can't if you want me to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. No. They're both great schools because I have a daughter that just started as a freshman in Andrews and it looks pretty yeah. cool. So, hey, they're great schools. Okay, so from your whole sermon that you had, what is the biggest takeaway you want for us as plantation as you coming in now as a new associate pastor? What is your your yeah, your biggest biggest message that you have for us? Okay, yeah. Well, my biggest message is that now is the time 
to get out of our comfort zone. Plantation is from, from the little time that I've been there, but also the things that I've heard. Plantation is a fantastic church. It is a big church. It is going strong. It's full of people that are motivated, but now is the time to do more. Now is the time to do more because, and I'll tell you why, because if we don't do more, these are the stakes. If we don't do more, I promise you, we will begin to die. That is, that is the reality. If you're not growing, you're dying. I said that in the sermon and it's true. It's very easy for a church like plantation to become comfortable, to rest on their laurels and say, look how many ministries we have. Look how many great things Mm -hmm. we have. And if we do that, we are going to die. So that's why every member who listens to this, every, every member who listened to the sermon, I would urge them, think right now, pray about it right now. What is God wanting you to do? Because I promise you, he wants you to do something. God does not want pew warmers. Okay. God does not want pew warmers. I'm, I'm going to say that. I know that it's a strong statement. And I know that some people might feel a little called up. I promise I say it with love and, and all of that. God does not want pew warmers. We need people who are going to push the mission further. So everyone who, who's sitting here right now is going to listen to this. Think about what God wants you to do and then get involved. Go to your church leader. Tell them, hey, this is what I feel passionate about. This is what I want to be a part of. And we're going to do everything that we can to ensure that it happens. Mm, wow. I love that. I love that message. Yes. Yes. It's very inspiring to make sure that we all, we all get involved because then we can finish the work, you know, that's the most We all, everybody does their little bit and we'll get it done. We'll get it done by the time it comes. All right. So Pastor Kevin, thank you so much for your time for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast. And so as we end this podcast, I'll ask you just that you give us a word of prayer out, please. Sure. Lord, I want to thank you so much, so much for the wonderful people that you've put in Plantation SDA Church and the wonderful people that you have working in all these wonderful ministries. And I, and I thank you for the listeners of the podcast, for the listeners of the sermon and anyone who might have been involved. And right now, all I ask, Lord, is that you knock on these people's hearts. Do not allow them to become comfortable. You know, you know what you have for them. And some of these people might even know what you want them to do. And maybe it's fear. I don't know everyone's heart. But I know, Lord, that you can give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. So I ask you to encourage us to give us that peace, knowing that whatever we're set to do is your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So thank you so much, Pastor Kevin. And to all the podcast listeners, we thank you for joining us again. Remember that you can always text us or and leave a message at 954-388-8780. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a wonderful week, everyone.